How you doing, friends? Tim from Ski Rex Media coming at you once again with a brand new podcast and another podcast interview that is a continuation of a couple things. Uh, last week, we spoke with Jeff Hathaway. He part owner and operator of Magic Mountain down there in southern Vermont. Today, we have the general manager of the Dartmouth Skiway, Mark Adamczyk. We talked to him a little bit today about um, operations here in the Upper Valley, also home to Whaleback Mountain. We talked to um, the executive director there, John Hunt, um, and we're now talking to the Upper Valley. So we continue with the people who run these places, the bosses, if you will. And I have a few more I'd like to get on the program. I'm going to try that later in the year as the new year comes up. Speaking of the new year, um, notice the uh, I got the cool uh, a hat here for those watching the video version. For not, I got my Ski Rex Media branded Santa hat. This is the only one in existence. Um, it will not be on the merch shop. This is not a merch shop plug. I'm just trying to be festive. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see how that works out throughout uh, the rest of December, right? Right. Before we get too much further, though, make sure you do follow if you don't, whether it is on YouTube or Rumble, Rumble hit the subscribe buttons um, or hit the follow button, subscribe button, little heart, whatever it may be on your favorite podcast app, whether it be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, um, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Pandora, uh, Buzzsprout, uh, so many different places. You can find the Ski Rex Media podcast. You can go to skirexmedia.com, go to the podcast page, and you will be able to find those very easily. Easily, or go to your favorite uh, search engine and or web browser to put in Ski Rex Media and you'll be able to find everything Ski Rex Media has to offer as again, skirexmedia.com, as well as links to the different social media pages for Ski Rex Media across the big three, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, as well as LinkedIn for anyone who wants to do a little business because that's kind of what LinkedIn is, isn't it? Kind of. Yeah. No, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know what I'm doing with that thing. Um, also, there's the Patreon and the Ski Rex Media Merch Shop at skirexmediamerchshop.com. Um, links for everything in the description. And of course, those last two um, will help continue growing the what will be the mighty mighty ski rex media empire and bring us closer to ski rex media mountain resort but for now it just supports the program um now then on to the interview mark adamchik whom i whom i have not met in person i don't know a lot of these people uh firsthand mind you i'd like to be that guy who says yeah in the ski industry i know everybody but it's not true so you're going to find out in this interview that there were several things about Mark and the skiway I didn't know. And he had a hard out for an hour. We got out an, under an hour. I didn't want to keep the guy going um, all day here. It is a busy day. It is a Monday. And we all know how Monday can be, especially this is the Monday. Now, you're seeing this the second week of December, but I'm recording on the Monday after the uh holiday weekend the thanksgiving holiday weekend here in the united states so i hope you had a happy thanksgiving i didn't ask mark if he had a happy thanksgiving that's very rude how rude am i so mark adamchik sorry about not asking you about that that's my bad <laughs> um i'm not trying to be rude i just slipped my mind even though i brought it up during the episode um also congratulations to michaela Schifrin, who this past weekend which you've already known for two and a half weeks um who did a five peat in slalom up there at Killington um, at the home light uh, world cup event, the home light Killington cup um, world cup races. The GS was canceled because of wind, but slalom um, Schifrin came out and dominated as she always does here in Killington five in a row. So that's awesome for her. Um, but 
she is awesome and she is super famous and professional athlete and broke another record or tied another record, I should say, and is going to set more records. Um, all she has to do is win another one and she has a new record. She owns so many already, but we're not talking about that. We're not talking about famous people today. We're going here. We're staying street level and small resort level. And you know, I love small resorts. So here you go, my friends, the interview with Mark Adamczyk up at the Dartmouth Skiway. For those of you who are in the Upper Valley, enjoy this. And for those of you who aren't enjoy it, there's all kinds of stuff you can you, you can enjoy in this one. Right. Right. I will see you at the other side. Enjoy. So as I uh, a few weeks ago, we had John Hunt. Actually, more like a month or so ago. Now we had John Hunt on from Whaleback Mountain, the executive director over there. And I figured, why not keep talking to Upper Valley the folks who run the Upper Valley Mountains and um, here in Vermont, New Hampshire. And so now we move north of Whaleback to the Dartmouth Skiway. Mark Adamczyk, how are you, sir? I'm well. Good morning. Good morning. So let's get started then. we Obviously, we know you're from the Skiway. Why don't you tell us who you are and what you do there or what you don't do there? You know, <laughs> go for yeah. it. Yeah, so I, I'm the general manager at Dartmouth Skiway which means I, I uh, oversee uh, all the operation and, and maintenance uh, of the skiway. And that includes mountain operations and, and what you know, we sort of divided into two main houses, mountain operations and guest experience, kind of a front of house and back of house to, to kind of steal from the restaurant industry. And uh, I, I supervise all those functions and make sure that we have a, a quality uh, ski experience for all the, the stakeholders here. And it's an interesting place because we're owned and operated by the college, that there are a lot of different uh, stakeholders in this community. Awesome. Awesome. And that's something uh, for those who don't live around here um, who enjoy this program is that Dartmouth is a big deal here. Like it's, you know, there's the college, there's Dartmouth Hitchcock Medical Center, there's Dartmouth this, there's Dartmouth that. So the Dartmouth Skiway is part of that, obviously that big old group of things. Um, my interest in it um, is it's not, well, like a few things. And I am going to tie it into Whaleback a little because it's right here and what's around. Um, first is its location. Let's let's go over the location. Now, the location is very interesting. When I talked to John Hunt at Whaleback, we, we talked about how Whaleback is right on the interstate. Like if you you could spit off the interstate and hit their parking lot. Um, the skiway is not near the interstate at all. Um, it's in a very interesting location. Um, it's it's way out in Lyme, New Hampshire. I can't I shouldn't say way out. It's not more than like 10 miles, is it off out of Maine, Lyme there? We're only about three miles off of New Hampshire 10 and only about like five or six off of 91. So it, yeah. it, it certainly feels much further than that. It, it really does because it's a really nice drive. Like once you get out of town, you start heading up. It, it's beautiful back there. Like the towns get smaller. The houses get more New England. Um, you pass right by Dartmouth Skiway has um, access very close anyway of the um, the uh, Appalachian Trail goes right near there. Um, not through there like it does at like Bromley or Killington or anything like this. It goes near there. Um, but it the, the cool thing about it is, is I don't think the road past you is open past w once winter hits. Is it? I don't know. Offhand. It is. It is. It, it is. is. It's an interesting thing where there is an active road that that splits the skiway in half. And that was the next part. This is the coolest part about this. It, when you go there, the layout is kind of neat. Because if you got the base lodge and you got some lifts and then you got a road and then you got some lifts. 
So it like comes down to a road. It's very cool. What is there history behind that? Is that just how it happened? Uh, do other people think it's cool? Uh, I don't know how, I don't know if people think it's cool. I certainly, you know, from a kind of rolled in and thought this is an interesting setup. And uh, I read a little bit about how that happened. And the answer is uh, they started on Holtz, which is, you know, on the Hanover side of the road in uh, 56. Okay. And it was just such a success by, I think it was 65 or 66, they decided uh, we need to expand. And uh, Winslow Mountain uh, was the logical choice of that. And, and while there is a road going through it, I think it's worth noting it's not particularly busy and particularly less busy uh, in the winter. Uh, and I'm sure I, I drove that road once to figure out where it came out. And I don't even remember where it came out. It comes out way. It comes out a ways. Um, yeah. it, 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 it connects Lyme with Canaan, which is. As a, as a person who's new to the Upper Valley, is I've never had the pleasure of driving it, but I think that's where it goes. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it comes out north of Canaan somewhere, I think. And that's a that's a ways on a little narrow dirt road, like driving it from where I live. Now, I'm down. I don't, you know, I don't hide. I'm in White River Junction area. So I, I got the interstate. I got two interstates and main roads everywhere. So I can get there. But to go that way is something else. It is beautiful. Now, it is only three miles, I guess. I, I thought it. I honestly thought it was longer because it's it's a drive, um, but it, it, it is a beautiful area. And one of the things I did want to ask you about, I heard about this. I don't know how true this is. This is something goofy I heard somewhere um, that one of the beautiful things, one of the people, one of the things, one of the draws to the skiway is that the fact that it is out there. There's not like real cell phone coverage. I don't know. I never paid attention. Like people like to go out there to get away from it all. Is that part of the culture out there? Is that part of the fandom? I mean, I, I think so. I, I, I don't think it's, uh, I, it's certainly, there's very little cell phone coverage. Uh, you know, you, you get, you got to get to about tower four or five of each lift before you start picking up a few bars. And when you're in the parking lot, you get very little, um, we are lucky that, uh, you know, we're owned by the college, so we have great Wi-Fi in the lodge. But once you step outside, it's pretty much a dead zone. Um, I think, you know, wrapped into the draw of getting away from it, not just with cell phones, is, is it is remote. And the skiway has everything that you need in a ski area, but really nothing you don't. So a, a lot of those trappings that you find in, in, in some of the larger, more corporate ski areas just don't exist, right? You park, sure. you ski. You warm up or grab a snack if you'd like. And otherwise, you kind of just, you know, you go back, uh, go back home and, and you, you come for the, the idea that uh, being outside in the winter is, is one of the great pleasures of living in the Upper Valley and uh, kind of no other frills without, uh, you know, besides that. So um, there are people who want more traffic than that. But I, I find that the base here is a, a really kind of dedicated skier group. And that's what they want. They want to come and, uh, and get outside and enjoy some skiing. And uh, they don't want a whole lot else. I, and I agree with that. Um, I think in the last couple of years, especially the smaller mountains, the more out of the way places, they've they've gone up in popularity, especially with the some of the hatred being thrown at corporate skiing that's that's out and about. And you know, we've talked about it, so I don't have to talk about it now. Um, but people are hating on it, and it's it's a wonderful place. I've never skied there. I'm going up there this year because um, I, I got to check it out finally. I, I think it's great. Just just seeing it in the summer is great. It, like I said, you, you go up there and you just walk around. You see there's a mountain on this side of the road, mountain on that side of the road. It's a small road that goes nowhere. 
Um, not a lot of stuff. And as Mark said, you know, that's the draw to the pl- that's part of the draw. Like I, I did say cell phone coverage because that is something goofy I heard, but it's 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 just out there and away from stuff. So you can relax, you can chill, you can actually ski or ride. Um, do you have any problems? Many years ago, growing up in uh, southern Vermont, I uh, I heard about the Dartmouth Skiway, but I made the assumption that it was college kids only, and I wasn't a college kid yet. Um, do you have problems with that? Do people know about it, or enough people know? I mean, I assume it. It, it you are successful there. I just I just mean, do, do you ever have any issues like that? I think it's a big issue. I think a, a lot of people oh. assume that it's private. I mm-hmm. think uh, a lot of people haven't heard about it. And I think a lot of people who have heard about it don't have a, a full understanding of, of what we have to offer here. And I think that's part of, um, you know, my charge in taking over as GM is to, to expose the ski way to more people. Uh, more importantly, expose it to the right people because it's not the mountain for everyone. I don't think your diehard skier from from Boston who's trying to get to Killington and Stowe and these larger mountains I don't, I, I'm not sure that the ski way is for them. There's some great terrain here, but you know, it's, it's significantly smaller than those, than those resorts. But um, for your, you know, for your skiing family who wants to expose their children to skiing or um, even their older kids and ski together and have a, a kind of laid back unpretentious ski experience. This is, this is what the ski way can provide people. And we just need to, you know, tell more people about it. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm all for that. I'll tell as many people as I can, uh, especially after I can get up there and can say, hey, I, sure. I had a great time up there. And sure. I'm sure I will have a great time up there. Well, um, yeah. And one of the interesting things is that because it is smaller, like like Mark brings up a good point. There are the little cultural lines that we have in skiing, you know, people who want all the amenities, people who want something a bit more laid back, smaller indie pass riders, for example, like myself, um, to backcountry folks, to whomever, um, just different ways to do it. And I, I think one of the now, look, I will push the Dartmouth ski way as much as I can if I like it. And I will. Um, but I kind of don't I kind of want it to stay a hidden gem because that's kind of what it is, is, a hidden gem. You you guys there and Whaleback are both these little hidden gems that if you talk to people here, the locals love them. They don't want them to become big, big places. Uh, have you heard that up there? Yeah, yes, yeah, certainly. I think most people feel that way about about everything that they love, right? It's sort of a little bit. Uh, it's the, it's their little pet. Uh, it's uh, it's sort of a catch twenty two in the sense that like we need more people to come so we can sustain the ski way and make improvements and continue to. Uh, to have it be a great place to ski and while while we definitely want our our pass holders and our longtime locals to be thrilled about that um we do need to get some other people in the mix to uh to grow uh that said there's plenty of space for everyone at the skiway right now you know we still sure. have plenty of capacity sure sure now the, one of the beautiful things about that is that you know driving more uh, skier visits to these different mountains as we are again I, I i don't mean to bring up john hunt so much i mean we love john here but um you know he was telling us about uh well he was telling me about uh the the partnership with whaleback um the pass holders go up to whaleback you get i think it's 50 percent off I, I don't remember offhand which is a killer price like that's almost impossible to beat anywhere doesn't that knock a day ticket down there down to like t- less than 30 bucks we're up there. 
Yeah, on, on our lead ticket price, uh, if you're a Wellback uh, pass holder, yeah, you're you're under thirty bucks to come ski uh, at our lead price. And if you can, you know, play a little hooky or you get a snow day, you're uh, I think you're down to the teens uh, on a weekday. So uh, it's a great deal, and uh, you know, we're super super excited to to work with John and Wellback. And uh, you know, more people skiing is better for everybody. That that, that especially. Uh, for the upper valley absolutely totally um and the upper valley is a great place to come man because we have everything we have a couple like right here and what right junction and lebanon this area it's it's got enough stuff to cater and then you can get you can get you can get the heck out of town is what you can do and it, it's beautiful we're we're half rural here and it, it's it's a wonderful it's a wonderful place um and i do hope you get more people not so much that it stinks but i I do want you to have more because it's awesome um excuse me so as we go through and you and you brought up playing hooky and this one this is something this this is a question for me it's goofy as heck it's bad but do you get because i know the kids they get a the the students they get a break on their on their passes and stuff like this I, i i read it on the website and uh do you get a lot of kids up there? like these are college kids so you know their their schedules are different it's not just monday to friday from 8 a.m to 3 p.m do you get a lot of kids up there probably when they shouldn't be does this is the ski way detrimental to their education just curious yeah i i mean i, I have some <laughs> limited perspective on that i've been here for one season and it was kind of okay COVID season so yeah. uh, you know there were less students but but from what i've uh, observed through um, the regular student population. And then also, you know, about 85% of our patrol is student patrol. Oh, is um, no, these are very dedicated students who are very focused and very much unlike me when I was their age. Uh, They're very focused on their studies. They are very driven and um, it doesn't seem like much gets in the way of them, uh, uh, you know, making sure that that they get their work done. Yeah, that, that's awesome. That that's great. Like shout out to those kids that you are dedicated. And I, I know that Dartmouth is a is a great school. I know that. And but, you know, kids will be kids. But that's very interesting that the patrollers like you have a bunch of patrollers that are students. How does that work out? Is it just a volunteer thing or these kids who are learning like the medical trade you know there's it's a big medical thing here at dartmouth is that what that is or is it they just regular volunteers for the fun of it or do you know uh i, I do know the, the vast majority of them just have a general skiing background uh have nice. grown up skiing are passionate about the sport and um generally passionate about helping people and have found this to be the way that they want to do it the patrol itself is run as a student club out of the Dartmouth Outing Club, which is, of course, this like old storied organization. And it's been around, uh, you know, as long as the skiway has been around, is my understanding. And, uh, you know, last year was my first experience with that with that group of students. And they were uh, really impressive uh, with their skiing ability, with their medical knowledge. And, and more than that, just their kind of dedication and organization and uh, support of the skiway is really pretty incredible to see, uh, uh, you know, a bunch of, of young students uh, really be organized in, in a really difficult time uh, come through for the ski lane, make sure we could operate and people could ski here safely. That that's awesome. And that's, that's really unique. Like I I've like, I, I mean, I've known college volunteers and stuff like this over the years, but to have a bulk 
like again, like I said, Dartmouth is a big interconnected thing here. So to hear that it can even continues into not just the ski way itself, but the students are there doing the job. Like, are they like our students as parts of your other departments too? Like, it's just really interesting. The patrollers, but do they make up a bulk of your, your crew up there? So in the, in the past, uh, for, for whatever reason, uh, you know, previous management never chose to, to hire students. Um, we opened up uh, student employment last year and we had about uh, 10 students uh, work lifts for us, um, you know, of all, all different types of uh, studying different things, but happened to be quite a few engineers who were just sort of interested in machinery and the lifts and kind of no surprise there. Um, but more than anything, I think you just have, have uh, students who are passionate about the sport and want to be involved in any way they can. And, and uh, it worked out great. So we're hopeful to have a lot more students, um, you know, support the ski way and, and work out here with us and learn about the, the ski industry and, and learn about uh, running a ski resort because they're super smart uh, people and that they could, you know, help, uh, help benefit the ski industry in the future, potentially. My, my guess is that they'll probably go on and do more lucrative things, but maybe they won't. <laughs> more lucrative but is it more fun that's what i have to know because i've worked in the industry and i love it um but that's great and I, i've always felt that you know if you're gonna be working in what can be umbrellaed under the hospitality era do it while you're in college and high school man it's it's the best time to do it because uh, i mean we won't get into the i'm not gonna say dark side but it is a party job i'll tell you that and um and i was the least amount of partiers and i still got my share so that's what it is so go get them college kids that's awesome shout out to the dartmouth students man you have quite a deal up there um but speaking of you know working up there you you mentioned that was your first year last year um that's very interesting again i don't know everybody in the business so i didn't know mark was only there has only been there for a season offhand um where is this the first time you're trying this kind of uh you know job in the industry have you been in the industry your whole life uh so you know Stalk my you. uh yeah yeah my my entrance into the ski industry was um flaking out of philadelphia and moving to colorado to be a lift operator and i i did that about 15 years ago and um was didn't what well, i didn't really ski very much growing up um, sure I, I didn't find skiing until later in high school and college and became really passionate about it and found out how much i, I loved it moved to colorado thinking it would be a year and then I'd get back to the East coast in real life. And that didn't work out. Um, long story short, I worked my way up as it relates to leadership in the ski industry. I worked my way up from a lift operator to director of lifts at winter park resort in Colorado, which is, you know, a, a bigger area. Um, sure. so that was a pretty big job. Got married, had kids, uh, bought a house in winter park, all, all of these sort of things. And then transitioned out of mountain operations, um, and into more of the guest service side of things where where um, we created an, uh, a, a new business unit at Winter Park called Outdoor Adventure. Sounds a little bit like you should uh, be working on a cruise ship. But what we did was we combined a bunch of existing businesses, um, like tubing, a large bulk of summer operations. And then what we we also tried to develop businesses that got people skiing uh, in different experiences, but with guides or employees. So we did guided skiing on on the on the mountain, 
um, with early access. And we tried to develop some technology where you could kind of choose, uh, you know, one or two hours. So someone could show you around in the front half of your vacation, things like that. So um, that was the project I was working on when uh, I, I saw this opportunity open up and, and decided I would, I would check it out. And uh, turns out it was a great deal. And, and we decided to come to New Hampshire. Excellent. Well, welcome to New England, my friend. Thank you. Um, so if you were, uh, so you got in that, that's awesome. So the, the, the man knows his stuff. Like he's, he's been in it. So don't worry about that kids. He's, he's fine. Uh, he'll be all right. So if you were in it and you you're, you're here now, um, were you did now, did you ever ski new England while you were an East coaster before you went out to the Rockies? I or had you skied, just hang in the, yeah, I had done some like high school trips to Mount snow. And then I had a couple friends in college who were patrollers at Mount Snow. And that was kind of the first time I got to see like a ski house and hang out for some weekends and ski a lot and ski with some guys who could really get after it. And that sort of, you know, turned the sure. light bulb on. Sure. And the, the reason I ask, I mean, Mount Snow is awesome. I, I grew up in that area. That's where I worked through high school. So so I know that I know the mountain for the most part. Um, but we have a we have a pretty sizable Pennsylvania fan base. So I was going to wonder if you would bring up Poconos or anything like that. And you mentioned Philly, Philadelphia. So I was like, were you in the Poconos? Did you shoot out to Mountain Creek in Jersey up to Connecticut? I, yeah, I went to school in Philly and the Sunday night $20 deal of night skiing at Blue Mountain was uh, was a standard. Was a yeah, standard. man. And I've done some Jack Frost, Big Boulder, done some Camelback. Uh, my brother went to University of Scranton. So I've seen Montage, but we never skied there. That's awesome. See, yeah. this is what we love. Uh, and I feel that my fan base has done this too. We talk to people who are at, or I talk to people and they get to listen and, or watch, um, folks who run these mountains, the smaller mountains, like I'm sure I could go and call up someone at Vail, someone at Altera. I could go to powder or even just Killington and get Salomano on the show. Fine. Uh, but we, we like to talk to the smaller guys because the people who are running these mountains are the people who are in the places we all go to. As locals, local to PA, Yamada, Blue Mountain, Jack Frost, Camelback. These are places I've been as well. I lived in New Jersey for a while, so I've been to these places too. And Mark is Mark is one of us. Not that I want to. Not that I want to. Full disclosure: I have given up my clear goggles. I, I do not own clear goggles anymore. So I don't know how much night skiing I have left in me anymore. Oh God! I just had to buy a pair, um, just to, for those. Do you ever get caught on one of those days where it's not as sunny as you hoped? heck with yes. that i need my clears i need them i need them um but again not to draw lines like everybody knows me i don't hate i don't stereotype i'm not prejudiced in any way like i every ski the way you want and where you want but it's just awesome to talk to the smaller guys for that reason because a lot of the people who run the smaller mountains have come up through the ranks it's not somebody who is in business school and does that which is perfectly okay it's just a different type of person and it's really kind of awesome that you've been to these places have you noticed so far and again you said covid season um you know a big difference in operations between the rockies and here upper valley new england well yeah certainly <laughs> although more similarities than differences sure the big, the big difference is snowmaking right snowmaking is a is a much bigger part of the operation uh here than where i where i came up through mountain operations um 
it's it's, it's integral to the operation here and totally uh, understanding it and learning about it uh while i had some some ideas uh has been a big part of of the last you know 15 months of, of my life is really studying snowmaking hard Sure. Um, yeah, snowmaking, big deal here, not so big out there. Um, and it's it's almost an art form here. Um, you know, the the snowmakers around here are something else. Um, and snowmaking should be wonderful this year. The upper valley has seen so much rain. If you guys run pond, you should be overflowing. So that's a good thing. <laughs> um, everybody else is. Um, so you've been here for about a year, you're getting into it. First real season, not the COVID season. How did you guys do up there with that anyway? Uh, great, great. Um, you know, what you find out very quickly is that uh, by the time December rolled around, people sure. just wanted to be outside. They were mm -hmm. tired of their houses. So we had a, a, a really uh, cooperative uh, ski community here. People picked up the changes. We weren't allowing anybody in our lodge. We had slightly stricter policies because of our relationship with the college, but people were great. Totally. And uh, I think the joy of, of skiing and the joy of being outside in the winter really um, provided a lot of solace uh, for people who were, who were, you know, reasonably bummed out because of COVID. So um, it was a great season and we were really thrilled to, to play even a, a very small part in, in helping people feel better through the winter. Absolutely. Absolutely. Ski areas were wonderful for that. And uh, New England as a whole was pretty successful um, through the season. And and I like to check in with the with the mountain di directors, you know, GMs, directors, you know, pick your title, um, you know, how how they did, because it looked like we did well. There was no case, I don't think, of COVID-19 traced back to any mountain anywhere. New Vermont, New Hampshire, Maine, doesn't matter. So we did well. And I'm happy to hear that you guys did well, too. Do you have a do you know um, what you have for this year's restrictions? Like, are you lighter this year? Are you the same? I, I think there are a lot of things that we know this year that it, it, it's kind of funny to think back just a year. We didn't, you know, we wore, we wore masks outside uh, required all season long last year. I don't, I, I think we know now that, that, that it's an acceptable amount of risk to, to be mask free outside while we're skiing and riding. And even while we're riding chairs, uh, certainly will allow people to take a chair by themselves if that's how they're comfortable. Our snow sports instructors will wear masks because they, they'll be dealing with potentially unvaccinated people and certainly unvaccinated children. Mm -hmm. But other than that, I think outside, it's gonna look closer to normal, uh, much closer to normal than last year. And just in general, uh, pretty close to normal. Um, we'll ask people to keep their distance and, and, you know, but I think we know the, the risks outside are fair enough that people can kind of operate under their own level of comfort. Uh, yeah. Inside at the skiway, we anticipate mandatory indoor masking, sure. uh, except when actively eating or drinking. And other than that, I think that's going to be the, the, the main uh, policy and procedure that's going to keep uh, us safe. So that's probably what it will look like. But I think everybody knows nowadays you know who knows <laughs> no absolutely no one nobody knows who knows we don't know um we have access to one of the best hospital and medical colleges and everything in new england and we don't know um so that's where that is but that's good my, my thing with it is people are like gosh we have mask mandates and stuff this year i'm like yes but it's not getting worse so you know we're not putting full you know scuba gear on to walk around and yeah. ski in 
Um, and we don't have powder like that, like you, you might have uh, experienced out there in Colorado where you need a snorkel to deal with it. Um, we would like it, but we don't have it. But that's fine. If you ski the ice coast, you could ski anyway. Um, well, since we have an outlook of the not negative, but the not so fun part, what's the outlook up there for the fun stuff? You got a calendar of events. You got things going on up there. You got ideas. You got any scoops you want to throw out? <laughs> Uh, well, the, the, the most positive outlook right now is out my window. It's white. So yes. This is, a, this is a great start. We've got a couple tracks of uh, people have gone uphill a few times. I was actually able to get out on Saturday, and uh, it's certainly very, very thin. But uh, you, can, you can get out and get some turns. Um, the other thing that's exciting this year is uh, the lodge is open. That's a, that's a huge thing for us because we were one of the rare places that just didn't allow anybody inside last year except for bathrooms. Sure. Uh, also, uh, the ski team is back. So we'll have Dartmouth Carnival. So you'll be able to get to see some high level uh, NCAA racing uh, this season. And uh, we're certainly going to add some events to the board. Uh, stay tuned for that kind of as we get closer to opening day. Nice. And right opening... now it's slated for December 17th. Yes, um, that that's what's on your website. So yeah. that's what that's what it is. There you go. You heard it from the boss guy himself. Um, so uphill, you guys do allow that um, during the season as well. Uh, many mountains now do. It's almost a silly question, but are you ticketed? Are you free uphill? Which are you? Yeah. So so we have a we have an uphill season pass okay. uh, as well as a, an uphill add on for season pass holders. Um, you know, we we still have to pay to make a snow surface. So we think it's yeah. fair to ask people to, uh, to chip in, to, uh, to use that snow surface to go uphill. Um, sure. It really should be called a lift and snowmaking ticket, not just ah. a lift ticket. Yep. You know, the vast majority of our resources are spent making snow, not running the lifts. Sure. Uh, so uh, we started that last year and in general, um, we have a very, very liberal uphill policy. Um, it's on our website, okay. but if a trail is open to downhill the day before, um, it's open to go uphill. We ask that you stay to the side of the trail and, and use caution and, and make good decisions. And uh, the same thing goes for outside of our operating hours. Um, you know, it's, it's an interesting thing. You know, you mentioned Dartmouth-Hitchcock. Uh, between Hitchcock and I think some of the research facilities, we have people going up about 24 hours a day at the skiway. Um, they'll wow. finish maybe a third shift or their students and they're just all uh, night owls. But uh, our groomers report seeing people at all hours of the night, which is which is really exciting. And, and going uphill with a headlamp and skiing down uh, cautiously is a lot of fun and a great way to experience the mountain. That That is um, awesome. And then and then, you know, uh, previous uh, to opening, we allow uphill. So you could come out today and go uphill. You'd, you'd want to ski pretty gingerly. And certainly not be on a pair of skis that you love because you'll be uh, you'll be touching some rocks for sure. Uh, and then as we approach snowmaking, which will begin tonight, uh, hopefully, uh, uh, you know, with enthusiasm, uh, we just ask that you steer clear of any snowmaking operations, which is pretty easy at the skiway because as you were talking about, we're sort of divided in half. So right now, we'll ask you to stay towards the Holt side, which is a, a you know a great section of trail. And then when we shift uh, snowmaking from Winslow to Holt, we'll ask you to flip. Nice, I love it. Like that's great. I never considered that because again, like we talk about, bring up Dartmouth Hitchcock. It's our it's the medical center here, big medical center, um, and medical hospitals, medical centers. They run twenty four hours a day, and I never even considered 
you know, getting off at 10 p.m. and then heading out. That that must be something else. Hitting a place like the skiway in the middle of the night. That must be yeah. wild. Yeah, we see it. You're certainly, I, uh, certainly quiet and you're certainly alone. <laughs> yeah, you are alone. You might, well, not in the winter. You won't see a black bear walk by, but you might see like a squirrel or something. <laughs> I don't know. That's very cool. That's wicked cool. Um, so there you go. Get out there. And then any uphill trail, most places are going with a set you know, use this way up or use this way up. So what you got something very unique there in that case. Yeah. Yeah. We, we have, uh, you know, we have recommended routes and, and it sort of tends to work out that, you know, most uphillers don't want to go up the steepest trail on the mountain because it's very yeah. difficult, but also just because people are coming down very fast. So sure. it tends to sort of take care of itself with some general, you know, policies and procedures. And, and we just sort of take the approach that if we see someone doing something that we think is a little bit unsafe, we'll have a conversation, we'll get them on the right path. And, and hopefully, uh, you know, they can explain to their friends or any other newcomers, uh, you know, how it works. That is so awesome. I love it. And, uh, you know, the uphill is a big thing now. Um, so there you go. You can get at it here as well. You can get at it at Whaleback as well. You can get at it everywhere. Now, you, you brought up the the NCAA side of things real quick there. Um, don't you, doesn't isn't the ski way? I can't remember the season, but isn't there one of their big like a champion event is coming up there, right? Yes, not anytime uh, soon, but currently Dartmouth has the bid to hold uh, to host the twenty twenty five NCAA championship. Yes, that that's very awesome. That's going to be yeah, great. And again, it's it's three years off, but prepare now because. This past weekend was World Cup season, uh, World Cup race weekend over there at Killington. This could draw probably as close to that. Like, are you prepared to draw twenty thousand people to your mountain? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't think anybody's prepared for twenty thousand people in line. I think that, but uh, yeah, I think uh, the last time we hosted was two thousand three. Obviously, a little okay. bit before uh, my time here. But I do. I do believe they pulled about two or three thousand spectators, which. Uh, that's that's quite a haul for for an area of this size and you know skiing in general i mean you know the world cup at killington is a is kind of a next level thing sure but, um, no we'll, we'll certainly have to dial some some logistics on how people can get up here and see some really competitive ski racing and uh, it'd be really exciting to have uh you know dartmouth at athletes um you know be able to win a championship potentially uh, on their home turf which the first year students now will be uh, the the they'll be the first group that will be here to potentially compete in 2025. So uh, there's some really great skiers uh, who hopefully will uh, give Dartmouth a shot to win. I think so. Dartmouth seems to pull a decent ski team. Like Dartmouth is a no joke ski team. Like they do well. They've been they've had champions before. Yeah, so that it's going to be great and never count out like some people, you know, some people thrive on NCAA sports, whether it's basketball, football, you name it. And skiing is no different. Like these are world class professional, you know, professional class athletes. They could, you know, they don't have the experience and that shows, but you have to do it to get experience. But, uh, you know, it's still it's 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 as it's as exciting. Like if you've never seen especially a speed event in person that's something to see um and then like if you were at the gs the women's gs and slalom this weekend at killington that 
that's something to see too. It's a wonderful thing, and and I'm glad you get there. And you, you know, the the team is like you said is going to be up there training now, right? Like the the yearly team. Like, excuse me, excuse me again. Sorry about that. Um, uh, the team's going to be up there this year training, and that's something someone might be able to spot while they're there. Yes, no, or is they are they off to the side? No, you could you you know they're on they're on a you know the trails closed while they're training because of you know the the nature of how fast they ski, but totally. you can you can see it certainly uh, you can watch them train they uh, they train a couple times a, a week. I haven't seen that uh, in person because the entire season was canceled last year, so uh, we didn't really have those athletes on the hill. They all kind of went home to their home mountains and home clubs and and kept training. That's that's awesome though to 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 see like believe me NCAA athletes are ridiculous they're you know it's it's like watching pros and it, it's a lot of fun um, that's really awesome dude you got so much cool stuff going on up there for a place as we both said is probably not the best known and people do think it's a private mountain you know Dartmouth they think it's Dartmouth because the kids it is part of the school and the kids do go up there. Um, but again, that's the interesting thing about the location. You know, the, the school is in Hanover, the, the mountains in Lyme, and that's a good 15 miles, 10 miles. Yeah, we're, thir- we're 13 miles from Hanover. There you uh, go. Yeah, what's interesting is, is um, you know, when they decided to, to put the skiway in Lyme, they made it so, uh, and, and it's still true to this day, every kid in Lyme skis at the skiway for free. Nice. That's awesome. So there you go, Lime folks. If you don't know that, you know it now. And with cost being such an issue now in ski, in snow sports in general, it, it cost is a is a huge issue right now. And this mountain does not cost a lot. Like kids in Lime, free. Everybody else, it's like thirty five dollar ticket for the day. That's on. That's almost unbeatable. Like you guys have such a great price point. I'm surprised people aren't flood flocking the place. As the same thing with Whaleback. I said that to John too. Like you can't beat the price. It's you, you can't, you know, and, and these are, these are great mountains to have really nice experiences with, with your families and intermediate and beginner skiers. And even as your kids are older and get better, um, I, I still think there's plenty of terrain, uh, on on whaleback and on on the skiway where you can challenge yourself and and you can certainly have fun absolutely and i can't wait to get up there man that that's awesome um anything else you want to get into before i let you go here and get get on with your day it is a monday after holiday weekend so i'm sure the man is busy i don't want to keep him all day (laughs) yeah well we'll, uh we're gonna go make sure our snow making is in order and hopefully uh temps look good to fire up tonight and uh no i don't have anything else to add thanks for your time and uh, it was great to chat with you Absolutely. Mark Adamczyk up at the Dartmouth Skiway. Visit it if you can. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it's skiway.edu. Uh, if, sites. If you if you type in dartmouthskiway.com, it will redirect to, uh, to that college uh, ah, site. I did not know that. But that's how you get to it. Very easy to find. Go, put it into Google or Safari, whichever you use. Um, uh, as your browser, Chrome or Safari, whatever, put it in. You'll find it very easy to find. Uh, check the place out. It's not private. It's not just college kids. Like, all right, maybe you'll get an hour or two where you might be the oldest person there. That's okay too. The kids are fine. They, they won't bother you. It could be little kids. Who knows? Come on up. Come visit us in the Upper Valley. Market Domchick, thank you very much. Dartmouth Skiway, you will see me there at some point this year. Thank you, sir. I will let you go on with your day. Thank you very much. I do appreciate it. Thank you.
And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you again to Mark Adamczyk up there at the Dartmouth Skiway. Nice guy. He's been all over the ski industry from the Rockies back to New England, an East Coaster. You've heard names to my uh, friends down there in PA. You know all those hills, so I'm sure you dug on that and you dig on this guy too. Um, I don't know if the Pennsylvania contingent will be able to make a stop at the Skiway. We have planned so many stops everywhere else. There's spreadsheets involved. Shout out to Scooter, uh, um, fan Scooter, who's been on the live streams and stuff. Um, so, But I will be at the Dartmouth Skiway at least once. I'm going to take advantage of having my whale back pass, so I will be paying Jack to ski at the Skiway. I love it. It's going to be awesome. And like I said, it's a nice drive up there, beautiful area. It's out in the backwoods a little bit, so it's a lot of fun. Dartmouth Skiway, you can see I just have the name on the bottom because I don't have the website there, but that's okay because, as Mark said, put in DartmouthSkiway.com. It will redirect to the school site if you go to your favorite um, search engine. Is there any other search engine besides Yahoo now? There is. I know there are. Uh, I, I just say Yahoo. I meant Google. Wow. I just blew my joke completely because I didn't tongue trip over. I'm going to leave it in. Why edit it out? There is a Biff Reel this week on Patreon, though. It'll be a short one, but I will have one. Um, in any case, Dartmouth Skiway, very easy to find online. There will be links in the descriptions across the audio and video versions um, for the Ski or X Media podcast. Um, also, you can find them on social media as well. Uh, I believe the big three, just like me, Facebook, Instagram, and uh, Twitter. Find them, follow them, and if you're in the area, check it out. It's not private. It's not just college kids. Um, I could tell you the story. You If you didn't see the uh, last uh, uh, live stream, you missed the story about how I was surrounded by college kids down there in Amherst, and it was a very weird feeling for me. You won't get that feeling up there at the skiway. It's very nice. Um, and although I did point out its location, not being on the interstate, it is easy to get to from the interstate. Um, I-91 and uh, Route 10 as well. It's very easy to find and a nice place. I totally suggest that you check it out. Thank you again to Mark Adamczyk. Thank you to the Dartmouth athletes and Dartmouth as a whole for the skiway. Very cool. Um, Dartmouth ski team, I hope you do well this year. I hope you do well the following year, and I hope you do well um, at, when uh, the championship is at your home turf. I think that's awesome as well. I will be there. Right Right. Thank you, everyone, again, for watching the Ski Rex Media Podcast or listening to the Ski Rex Media Podcast. Your choice. Hashtag watching if you do both. Right. Right. I will see you on the next one um, with another new uh, another new interview. Um, it will be an awesome interview. I know who it is, but I don't want to accidentally let it out because it's not that I, I want it to be this huge surprise like I'm teasing something. But this is an interesting one. I will say it is a pro athlete had pro athlete before dan egan pro skier big mountain guy pioneer have a a racer this time it's very interesting um but we'll check him out on his episode and then after that should be the christmas special um which will be me solo i haven't quite figured that out yet but i will and then i'm taking the week off for new year's but um in between christmas and new year but i think on the wednesday instead of a new podcast episode because there won't be one there will be um, an all day uh, live on the across the video versions, a, a, a just a marathon of the Ski Rex Media podcast. What do you think about that? That way you can just click on the YouTube channel and pull it up and watch wherever it is. If maybe if you've missed an episode, and of course, all episodes are available across all platforms, right? Right. Thank you, everyone. Again, links in the description for all that. Thank you, everyone, for joining me, listening, watching, whatever, participating when you're able. And uh, I'll see you out on the next one later.